Hello everybody and welcome to Brunvagoon. You will not get there on a road bike, especially if it's 6 o'clock in the morning and I'm just putting on the intro of this episode because I didn't have time on the rest of the week and I like to do the things first thing in the morning because it makes me a bit less nervous instead of doing the night before. The intro of the episode where usually I'm telling you and introducing you what is gonna happen in the episode and also telling you what I've done this week. Easy. I've ridden a lot of bikes and gravel and also a bit of road this week. Road with the bike that was with me last year, the 3T Explorer, and gravel with the best gravel bike that I've ever ridden in my life. And I'm talking about my Open Up, Open that supports me this year with the amazing bicycle that I have here with me. That is completely assembled by myself and Andrea and I love it. So talking about gravel rides, I'm gonna just mention the one that I've done it on Saturday, Saturday, yeah, because Sunday it was swimming day, Saturday, and Saturday it was the beautiful Utriberg, Buchenach and Albis Pass. Three big peaks that are here, close by Zurich, and all of them are connected by an amazing... It's a mix between gravel, road and single track. Basically, it's just a small walking path where you can ride your bicycle and everything is on gravel and it's really good. And I really suggest everybody to do it once. And if you don't know where it is, just give me a shout and we can do it together. Talking about gravel thing, so let me tell you all the story. Um, I was, you know that, right? I was interviewing Gosse, Gosse van der Meer some month ago and now he's in planning to to make something like some of the tours on his cross racing uh, this year uh, at the end of his season in the off season and he asked me if I knew something some races not rides but pure races in Italy made on gravel. Well, I looked around and seems like everything that I'm seeing there is just normal rides together, friends rides and stuff like this. Uh, no races though. Then I asked to everybody there in the Instagram and same answer. It seems like we are all riding for the glory and nobody is riding for prices in the gravel event in Italy. If so, that's something that makes me a bit sad because I could not give the perfect answer to Gosse, that's something that makes me pretty, pretty, pretty happy. Because this means that actually still the racing idea and the competition and competitiveness is not there on the gravel ride. Hopefully never will be, but yet let's say and this means that the gravel rides are completely inclusive and nothing else than that so this makes me pretty 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 happy and if you dare you know something a ride or a race that our friend Gosse can go and take part and also think about some prizes that he can win and uh, as well as show up with this boss sponsor and give them visibility just let me know in the meanwhile maybe i can read you a couple of those that people just told me obviously there's Ricky that is talking to me about the Lodi Lecco Rodi uh, sorry Lodi Lecco Lodi that is kind of one of this amazing event I think it's like the uh, Torino Milano on fixed gear this is just a gravel ride with whatever gear you want to use 
and it seems like it's amazing and super secret as all the riots and races that Rick is involved to. Obviously there is Veneto, Veneto Gravel, that's, it looks like, obviously, yeah, well, it's amazing experience, like everything that you can get on Gravel, even if it's a bikepacking race. And, uh, okay, obviously Gran Fondo Stade Bianche the day before, and, 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 okay, yeah, some other things, Nova Heroica or whatever, and then there is Simon that is telling me that there is the Dolomites Outroute that is actually not a gravel race, Simon. You are always there trying to kick me out of the track. It's gravel, it's gravel season. And I also subscribe to a couple of uh, events for this year gravel, but I will let you know after that. Also because I've been recording for 5 minutes now and it's time to introduce my guest of today. Can I talking about Carlos Mathon, uh, that is the organizer of the Trans-Iberica as well as Trans-Pyrenees, as Grell, as... how is the name of it? Badlands. Badlands uh, is the new event that they're organizing and uh, it seems like it's gonna be pretty great and it's gonna be on gravel, obviously. I talked with uh, Carlos about his experience on long distance racing and bikepacking races and uh, I talked with him about also the organization, about his races or what is gonna happen in this year and uh, in his races here and about, yeah, it's a bit of controversy that is there. So, listen to him and I will talk to you at the end. The chain of people and the networking of people that I have here around the Broom Wagon, especially in the last period, it gives me a lot of good vibes and a lot of satisfaction, personal ones. Why I'm saying that? Because you know already that some weeks ago I interviewed Ernesto from Montañas Vacias. Ernesto of Montañas Vacias was a contact gave to me from Tomas, Tomas Montes from Ariedu Peloton. So, Tomas and then Ernesto, and Ernesto gave me the contact of my guest of today, that is Carlo, Carlos Mazon. And hi, Carlos, how are you doing? Hi, hello, well, uh, nice to meet you. And uh, I, I know uh, Ernesto from uh, last summer and was amazing uh, meeting. And uh, he introduced me because uh, probably because uh, I I do uh, ultra cycling races and now I'm into gravel, so it's why maybe we are in the same wave or something. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. Actually, we were. I think that actually, yeah. Why, Carlos? Actually, first of all, did I um, yeah pronounce your surname correctly? It's Carlos. Mazon, right? Yeah, or well, said it's difficult in Spanish, but yeah. Mazon, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, all the people that know me, because I was living in Andalusia for, I don't know, one year, more or less. All the people now, all my Andalusian friends, they are actually laughing at me, probably, listening for my pronunciation. Now my Spanish got bad in this period. But that's another story. And <laughs> the real story here is that uh, you are here today in my podcast because of the content, obviously. Super nice content from Ernesto. In our five hours conversation, we talked a lot about a lot of things and you were one of the topic. And actually, because you are a person for sure into ultra cycling, for sure into um, organizing ultra, ci ultra cycling races and now also in gravel. So probably we can, everything can start from a small intro about yourself, Carlos. What do you think? All right. So I'm Carlos Mathon, as you said, and I'm an engineer. Uh, I, have, I am uh, 33 years old. 
Uh, I am photographer as well. I studied uh, photography before my engineering career and because it was my hobby. And then when uh, I started, uh, well, I, when I uh, was finishing the engineering and I got into cycling because, well, long stories, but uh, I started to ride uh, my bike then. And uh, was one step by step, I started to do longer distance. I started to travel like uh, 12, 12 or 13 years ago. And uh, it's why I get into the ultra cycling races because uh, when I travel in, I, I do long distance. Even if I was like uh, in holidays, I, I planned a route, a long route, 3000 kilometers for a month. And I did in two weeks and says, oh, something is wrong on me because I don't need to stop too much. And I don't, uh, you know, it's like uh, not normal. Uh, people write 100, 120. Uh, 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 at the maximum, but I did uh, travel travels with panniers and everything, and I did uh, almost 200 kilometers per day easily. And my friend says, "You are crazy. It's not normal. You you don't stop." And say, "Well, yes, I enjoy. I I ride my bike. I take pictures. I visited some museums, some castles, some villages. It's not, it's enough for me, and I enjoy it. I I have my tent, my camping gas, all my stuff. I rest. I I do everything." So it's not possible. You 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 need to get into some professional or something. I am not professional. I am I enjoy traveling. So it's why a friend of mine introduced me the Trans and Bike Race in 2014. I wanted to to went. I couldn't because I I couldn't. So and the next year I I signed up and went, and was my first long distance race. Was the the most long distance and racing the world no? once once of the most difficult and well i finished the uh, fourth in the actual position but i finished second in the second place because i had a penalty well, long story as well but uh, well i was fighting for uh, in in the five position till the last three days when i advised was I, I was in the five position because i don't had GPS, neither phone data, I don't have absolutely nothing. No maps, no GPS, no phone. So it was a really, really crazy race. So when I noticed that there was five really close to the second uh, and close to the finish lane, I pushed the last uh, three days in a, with a strategy and riding at night and, and pushing really hard. And I finished second for uh, 30, no, two hours 30. Uh, okay nothing nothing no well from the third <laughs> eh, the first take uh, 30 oh. something hours but uh, oh, I, get, I get the second for uh, for uh, not too much but uh, at the end i have penalty and and get the, the four but it's fine and it uh, was was really good experience and i noticed that uh, i was made for that because i enjoy a lot and i do it uh, easily even i don't get the best uh, training or the best uh, fit for this kind of races. I noticed that when I arrived and, and I felt like I had much much energy, much, much power to, to do it and says, mm, I need to to be ready for this because I think I could do it much better even I finished second. So next year I prepared better. I went to Transcontinental and I did a better performance, at least for me. I finished third. Maybe it's the worst uh, end result, but um, I did uh, 380 kilometers uh, with uh, 4,800 meters. Well, really good uh, performance. And 
again, I, I learned more about the, this kind of race and the experience gives you more, no? So, and I, I get uh, in love of this, uh, these races because it's something else. You, it's, not a, it's not a physical performance. You need to have uh, skills, no? About uh, traveling, about uh, how to solve uh, issues, how to sleep, how to manage a lot of things. So it's why uh, I thought that uh, why we don't have anything no, in Spain and maybe it's the next step now. Uh, try to to get these these things in in Spain as well because all the races that uh, we have in three years ago, four years ago are all transcontinental or transam uh, out of Europe or in the north of Europe, but anything in in France or in Spain. And it's why I, I thought... Wait, 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 wait a second, okay, wait a okay. second, wait a second, Carlos. Don't go too far because I have a couple of questions still on your passion right. on cycling. Fine, fine. <laughs> I start and I don't stop. You know. <laughs> no worries, no worries. I'm here to do that at the end right. of the day. Tell uh, me when you want because if not... <laughs> perfect. No, I just want to ask you another question before going to your organizational part. And is how, that, how everything happened. You told me that after um, your studies in engineering, you started cycling and then you started riding the bicycle yes. and then you started um, having something like trips with the bike with uh, your uh, with your friends and everything tell me the first one the first because all of us has the first trip that they have done with the bicycle and after that they could not stop anymore tell me about that I think uh, as a lot of people in Spain the Camino was my first trip with the road bike and with the bikepacking style Okay. It was like a beginner because it was in 2008. I think nobody do bikepacking in that moment. So with the carbon road bike, I do the Camino in five days, starting from Bilbao, where I am, going to the start of the Camino in one zero day, and then take four days to 850 kilometers. It's not bad. <laughs> it was my first, and my idea of the trip was do it stopping in the biggest cities because all, always I, I came from uh, urban style or uh, for commuter uses it's, it's something different I think uh, the people come from uh, sports or some different things no finish traveling because they were professional or training in a amateur club or something no my my beginnings were, were in uh, when I used the bicycle to for commute use to go to the university or going to the to the school. So uh, when I take the bicycle, it's because I don't have a car and I wanted to know about the, my my land and my area. It has a lot of nice places around Bilbao, and I use the bicycle to to go to get there to to visit the the beaches, the villages, the stars, the castles, uh, whatever. No, but always wanted to go a bit uh, far away so i need to train in a bit more to push my hours to to get to that places so what is why i started to travel so when i did the camino for first time uh, uh, the first uh, long distance ra uh, road trip uh, because i take five days and i organize it was to stop in the cities because i don't really know it where they are or so i stopped in logroño in burgos and in leon so I planned the, the trip to stop at uh, five o'clock and have a couple of hours or three to visit the city was my idea. So it's not just, you know, the people, ah, you are crazy, you did the Camino and you don't see anything. Well, it's true because I was 
faster than normally, but for me it was easily and also because uh, my expectation or I take time to enjoy the cities was my, my idea. So it's when as I told you, it's a bit weird because uh, it's, it's always a complementary part of the trip. You know, it's, the bicycle is not everything on, on the trip or so you meet people. Obviously, I meet less people than people take the Camino and do it in 15 days because you meet hundreds of people and I meet maybe 10 or 12 is different. It's my, yeah, it's my, my, my trip, you know, because, but they spend less time or well, do it, do it different. But it's, it's when, when I, where I, well, was my first trip and how I did. And after that one, I do another in Valencia along the coast. And then is when I started to, to do maybe longer with panniers and more stuff because I thought was, easily to, to save money because along the Camino you can get the hostels really cheap so I remove everything and I just bring a small sleeping bag and, and spare clothes but when I get into the Europe my first trip was with the idea to visit a lot of big cities along the Rhine at the beginning and then another trip along the Danube so I, I, I do the rain till the Alps and then return to Spain along the Alps and well, was a long trip uh, around 3,000 kilometers. So um, the only form or kind to, to save uh, money was with panniers, with the tent and, and all the stuff and that's good as well to to get into the ultra cycling races because you have the experience to sleep outside and it's I think it's the best way to to earn to earn time during the races is like a stopping the less possible and when you stop with the tent you can stop when you want and you don't have the handicap of booking or getting place or something you stop when you are tired or when you want so it's, I think it's good it's good uh, my my beginnings I think uh, I am really happy to do the, that trip because it was difficult you know when you are at home and you broke a lot of barriers like hey I am going I, I bought the ticket the flight to go but I don't know when when I will return so my family was a bit scared and where are you going I don't know I, I, I bought the ticket to Brussels and let's see what's happening and it's always complicated, uh, at least the first trip length is a bit easier. Your family knows that you are crazy and, and it's, it's everything easy. But. Yeah, especially because you don't carry with you any GPS tracker and any phone with connection and stuff like this, like yeah, in the exactly. transit. Well, right? Exactly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I use my phone with, uh, with uh, maps and, and GPS, of course, but uh, get broke in the middle of uh, Transam. So I carry Good. like the 12 maps. It was massive and it was cool <laughs> because I was reading the the legend on the bottom and the story about the trip and everything. So I, I put my the, the maps on the on the aerobars and I was reading for hours during the race, but was not the best. And I spent a lot of hours when I needed to turn the map and and when I got get lost in the big cities was really really crazy because the maps was resolution. So in in a in a in a seat like a A4 you have like 30 miles so you you don't have any chance in in a in a city and was was crazy it was 
one of the or the penalty well the penalty was for that because I get out of the route so many times <laughs> at night when I get so many crosses in at the end of the of the race and I do extra extra kilometers going up and down along the the track and I didn't return when I get lost I didn't return to the same place I I tried to get shortly the the track so I miss some parts because I do more kilometers so I don't want it to return to the to the cross and and let's see where because where was because you know was really lost at night and that's why I I spend extra time and I get the penalty for for that reason so yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. I would say that then, out of all this experience, and here we go to your point. Uh, after all this experience, actually, you something got into your mind, something sparkled into your mind, yeah. and saying, "Okay, probably I need to start doing my own races." Yeah, yeah. Well, it was the the the, the beginning, the born in in, in Transan as well. Uh, we I had um, a breakfast with uh, Adriano Sullivan. The last day I met him in, during the race, well, and he told me we I were five, he was four, four and we need we needed to fight for the second place because a couple was riding together in second and third position and says we need to buy them because are pissing off us and says we, we need to buy them as uh, we can. So a part of that uh, he he told me this is nice but uh, we have better better roads in well better. No better road, but uh, we have the same in Europe. You can do it uh, something similar. So after that, well, I don't care about too much because uh, I was thinking transcontinental, no. But after transcontinental, I says, well, we have amazing places in Spain to do something similar. We have not not similar. We have better places to do the same. Because we have more hills, we have uh, a lot of beaches, we have a lot of good roads, we have uh, really good pavement roads, we have a lot of gravel, and the area of Spain changes a lot from the north to the south, the midland and the coast. We have different cl climates, so the weather changes a lot from one area to another. We have a lot of uh, green areas, really flat areas, really costly. So um, I thought I need to handle something to do something in Spain because. Uh, I don't know why why nobody come to Spain to to ride. If all the all, all the riders come to Spain to train and says why nobody come to Spain to ride a, a long distance race? Maybe because it looks small or uh, don't a lo ultra long distance don't want to do something circular. But uh, the idea of Transiberica was to do something circular. So I get him to do something in 2017. I couldn't because I was alone. And it was when David, my partner in Transiberica, come to me and says, we need to handle it and, and do something. And this one, we move the website and everything to, to handle it. Because I had the idea, but I don't have you know the support or the, the, my website was really bad when I started to do it. And David, uh, Combine his experience and his uh, knowledge about the uh, long distance. He come from uh, randomers and a lot of brevets, and he did the uh, Paris Brest, um, London Edinburgh London, and uh, this kind of 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 of, of tours. <laughs> I don't have that experience. When I went so many times uh, to do the 200, 300k brevet, 
I don't have the, the experience, so it's like uh, a bit weird when the people say, ah, you, you did uh, 600k. No, I never. Why? Well, I did, but alone, you know, not in a, in a group. So it's not, it's different. But so he has the experience of uh, this kind of events, but not in, in, in races. So it's a good, com I think it's good uh, partner. So it's why we started to do these events in 2018 and we, we continue no, uh, growing up and doing more things. No? Uh, started with Transiberica, it's a loop around Spain with uh, some points. We started with four last year, with eight this year and 12 next. The, our idea is to try to do it easier because the, the, when also it's everything about my experience. When, when I race uh, in, in, a, in a country I don't know, it's not easy to do the, the track, so it's, it's, it's easy for the organizer to put two points and, and give the responsibility to the riders or uh, for the riders to do the, the trip or the, to the track, but it's not the best way to, to give the best experience for the, the racers because always we'll take the national road. You don't want to, to do extra kilometers, extra hill or or getting to the seat road. So you always go to the national roads and normally are full of cars and are not the best options. So I put the the checkpoints always with uh, handle it with uh, care to avoid uh, take long nationals for at least for long distance. So as much as I, I work to put the CPs in the best places, as much as I need to put more to avoid this this track, so I think maybe next year will be a, a giving track because if not, uh, it's not it's not good for us because if uh, something happened in the road, it's in works or uh, it's bad uh, made the track, it's a responsibility for us. So it's it's not good for us, but I think it's the best for the riders to have. Uh, the best experience, no, it's not. I know that part of the of the chance is to get the track and check the the best options of the riders, but uh, I think it don't make sense when you put uh, the safety of the people or the people to save some kilometers, stay uh, the highway or really busy road. I don't like uh, because at the end this is more. It's not a. It's not. It's not the proper race. It's more than. It's, it's more experience or we do it for for fun so i think it's it's, mo it's better when you you know so uh, the best experience you can give to the rider than the the best challenge because if you want the challenge you go to the ram and and that's it no so i think the the border is is difficult so it's well this is my opinion so i don't know what yeah. you think but no, I can completely see the point, actually. I really completely see what you're saying because, yeah, for example, it's really interesting to see how it develops, uh, the Trans-Siberica, because you started with four checkpoints, then eight, and then this year is going to be 12. But then you're thinking already on having a track that is given track. It makes completely sense because we were talking about that at the beginning. Um, you are also making, especially making, this race or this event in order for people to discover how beautiful it is to bike pack 
and to travel around Spain with a bike. Exactly. Travel with a bicycle means not going to really busy roads and highways, but it means going to the hidden gems and finding the best place. That's why here, for example, I can see that you have so many amazing places that I'm checking here now with the, uh, the checkpoints of this year from Pico de la, Pico de la Veleta, that yeah. is kind <laughs> of an iconic climb, the highest peak in, in Europe, Europe yeah. as I remember. Yeah. Um, And then you have so many other things that are amazing. For example, Sierra de Casorla is an amazing place. And then, yeah, you have so many amazing parts of Spain or of the Iberic Peninsula that you are touch base in there. And that's the thing, right? Exactly. You are giving the experience to people. Exactly. And it's it's fun when you get uh, two cities and in the middle... You, you give some chance and you saw the, 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 ride, the riders doing different things and, 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 and choosing because you get, I, I, when, I, when I do the, the CPs, I, I do with it, that, that idea, no? always giving or uh, caring to have some different or could be different options. And when the riders do it, you, you get really, you know, like happy saying, yes, it works. The people take different routes, but it's more for me, you know, to to see that the, the people choose different options and let's see which one works better than other, but depend on the rider and everything. But this is fun more for the spectac- uh, the people that follow the race than, than the, for the races, because when you are riding and <laughs> you saw the partner doing different things, put in you more motivation because it's like uh, oof, I am doing something wrong you know because my my rival is doing something different so it's good in that point but uh, it's not good when you choose the wrong path and you get lost in the middle of Portugal or your track going into the highway or this kind of thing so the balance is difficult. So by the moment, we give more uh, CPs to try to do it as much as we want to do it and support or give more uh, best sellers or best uh, points because we recognize that the CPs are something that we want to show to the cyclists no? and put something in the middle that is good for the cyclists. is possible, but it's not easy because at the end, not all the cyclists will take the same road. Yeah. Um, still talking about the race, actually, still talking about Trans-Iberica. Um, you have seen, you took part to a lot of races yourself. Yes. You named already Transcontinental, Transam, Three Peaks, I name it, and so many others. Which one is the different of target from these races and which one is the main target of the Trans-Iberica? Do you see some difference or...? Well, uh, I think we have so many. Uh, first of all, that I, so I told you before is that uh, for for at least for me, I try to avoid uh, doing a lot of kilometers without nothing. And uh, in, in Transam, I thought I think there is almost similar than imagine. I can compare Transam or USA with Spain mostly everything so you have uh, some wet area in the west coast some hilly area on the rocks on the rockies then mainland and then the coast with the oats and everything the the hilly in the in the east and everything so 
We have similar areas in Spain, but the different, the main difference is in USA you need to ride 1,000 kilometers, and in Spain you have you need to ride 100 kilometers to to get this uh, difference. No, you they, they get from the wet part to the dry part to the getting to the desert. In Spain, in 50 kilometers you can come from the Pyrenees to the desert, to the coast, to the veleta. So in uh, 200 kilometers you can get everything. It's the main difference. So you can say, so, oh, uh, but it's not ultra long distance. Yes, it is because you can do more than 3,000 kilometers easily. But you can get, you can choose these different areas and you can uh, get them without spend tons of kilometers doing nothing. And I get really bored in uh, transcontinental because, well, the first uh, goal, you get the first CP easily. 700 kilometers, you ride at night, you get it in 24 hours, well, fine. Then go to Alps, well, fine. But in the middle, start, when you are in the, four, in the eight day and you get into the national road in Romania or in Greece or in Greece or whatever, and you do it the same national road for 200 kilometers is mm, what I what I am doing here. You know, it's like it's a big effort for anything, and that's why I don't like it. And says mm, I think we we could do even if it's national road, but you know, apport something else. And if we have the ingredients in Spain to do it, why not yeah. do it? What about the people then? Uh, Which difference in people can you see? Can you spot between the different races? Yeah, uh, for example, in transcontinental, something that I always do like is uh, cross the borders. No, it's something that we don't have too much because we only have uh, France or maybe uh, Portugal, no? but, uh, and the borders are not. Uh, exotic land getting to Kosovo when I race it transcontinental and you know I cross the border without authority because I enter in Montenegro through a road, a road a off road and get into the without visa so when I cross to Kosovo I don't have the stamp from Montenegro and was queer when I goes I went to the border and you know I don't have the the ticket for the entry and they look at me and says oh, something weird but not, nothing happened you know? but you don't have this experience about the you don't realize that you are doing something uh, big but in the other ways we have go, good roads safety roads really cheap better weather so in the balance the, the experience is, is a bit different it's not in lane so you don't feel like you cross a continent that is really good uh, strong uh, experience you have something different it's, more familiar or because at the end it's always Spain so it's different but uh, well it's uh, or, or, um, or races no so it's I organize in, from Bilbao because I am from Bilbao so I do it because it's easily for me and I want to show the people Bilbao because it's really nice city so it's it's different no when you put uh, something exotic in the in the track I want to finish in Istanbul well it's great it's really good end, but then happened that uh, it's not easy to organize, yeah. uh, it's not safe. So uh, always the balance, uh, you get something and you lose something, no? it's different. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, 
let's move forward, but still talking about the races that you organized. So everything started with uh, the one that we were talking about, the Trans-Siberica. Last year, it was the first time for the Trans-Pyrenees. And then you have as well Badlands. Tell me more about that. Tell me more about maybe the differences, the spirit, the flavor. Well, the idea of Trans-Pyrenees was that they do something to prepare, to get prepared the people into long distance races. The idea is something around uh, 1,000 kilometers or less. It's really hilly. It's true. It's, it's, it's strong to, to race it. But I think, or my idea is to do something easy for beginners. And I mean easy because you have a lot of goals. So there are uh, 20 something, 30 goals. So you have a lot of uh, small goals in the, in the rules. So you have a lot of uh, downhills as well. So you can rest a lot. And you can get the new goal easily because you have the name of the next goal. So for somebody that don't have the experience, when I was in uh, Transam, for example, my next goal is in uh, 1,000 kilometers cross the cross the border, Kansas, completely flat, lanes more than 1,000 kilometers, 100 kilometers. So nothing to do. You you need to do mental effort to get. Uh, goals in the middle when I am stopping when I am doing whatever but in Transpyrenees you have billies in all the ballades and calls in all the hills so it's like uh, easy to route because it's made it so the, the idea is to do something uh, easier for beginners because take uh, between three four days maybe two for the beginners but uh, for the winners but uh, the idea is do it in less than a week, uh, so we'll put something easy. We, we move the, a little back from the beginning to the end to do easy to the movement of the people. So the idea is help the people to get into the ultra long distance. And bandlands come a bit different. The idea is I am, go- I am getting into, into gravel. I, I something that I like it uh, some years ago that I never do. And last year I started to to do some trips in this area and, and along in Spain, different areas, and we discovered that uh, in Badlands, no, in in Almeria and Granada, in the south of Spain, we had uh, some deserts close to the Veleta and the sea. So the 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 idea to do something around this area was really big. Uh, the name was uh, Badlands because. Mm, there are uh, three three deserts. We get into the into them, but mm, the, if you expect it something like the Sahara, it's not that. It's, you you can get dunes or uh, sand, whatever. It's more uh, badlands than deserts. So we use this name to get something short and different, and uh, that's the idea. You 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 have contrast between the forest and badlands. And mountains and, and the coast, but uh, n- never get a, desert, a proper desert. No, but you can feel it when the most uh, the, the the spots are really marked, are really strong. So it's, it's uh, Gorafe, Tabernas, and Cabo de Gata. So Gorafe is really marked with the with the mountains in mud. Is uh, the, the 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 water. Uh, destroy the like uh, platform so get uh, completely uh, market on the terrain and get into the into like a hole 
because it moves all the all the all the terrain into the valley, and it's it's spectacular. Looks like uh, Colorado in in the small, and uh, and and our Grand Canyon, you know. And the tabernas is is really famous for uh, recording a lot of Hollywood uh, films, and the 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 area is is is, is is unique in the world. They made a lot of, they record a lot of uh, films about deserts, about uh, cowboys and everything. Because you have a little oasis, a small creeks and rivers in the middle of. It's not a proper desert, as as I told, but it's, it looks like a desert. And you have the cabo, el cabo de gata in one hand, a mountain in the middle, and a uh, Calar Alto is a 2,000 meter mountain at the end, and probably in, in spring you, you can get uh, snow there. So the contrast, uh, being in 30 something degrees with the mountain, with the snow mountains close to you, and the beach, and probably people there uh, in 100 kilometers. So the contrast uh, again are really, really, really strong market. And also put uh, the Veleta, no? the, the highest point that you can ride to there. It's 3,400 meters. It's uh, unique in, the, in in Europe and is rideable to the till the top. Probably not in May, so <laughs> probably okay. they they need to walk over the snow. And we are handling to to do something because there are a, a pass is not easy to to cross in in winter, and in the spring, depend of the year, could be possible or not. So if it's possible, we try to do the best to to do it safe. If not, uh, the end will be in 3,200 meters, and just till the till the last part rideable in in that moment. But you know what I want to tell you. You were mentioning just briefly um, the video. You know what I really it really hits me and astonishes me all the time watching at your website and having a look to your races. For sure, the fact that everything is really uh done between end of may and uh, july and that's amazing i can understand completely that you like warm weather that's yeah. one thing and the second thing is actually the images that you can find out these are all pictures and videos that you do by yourself or this really the the aesthetic part of the website and of the races and of the presentation that you're doing it's really amazing thank you yeah the, the video was recorded by one of our partner iscor peter is is the camera that uh, made it, but it's in our team. It's a collaborator, it's a partner of us. And we recorded it uh, last year, well, this year in the in the spring of the year. So, yeah, <laughs> thank you, because it was uh, a big effort and with uh, little things, just a camera and, and a drone. So it's not uh, nothing nothing big. Yeah, no, no, it's, yeah. Uh, it's really, really, really amazing. Another question that comes to my mind, and probably this is a question that's a bit mean, but I have to tell you that what the hell happened with <laughs> the trans pyrenees race so for you this one was the second year and then at a certain point this year also the lost dots came out with a concept that is more or less the same with the same name what happened did you talk with them before what happened well that that's a good question because uh, should be for them because we we do it first so they ask us uh, one month later Saying, well, we, we, that was our idea, well, was the, my whole idea, and we wanted to do next year. And I said, well, we publish it now and it's done. I said, yeah, yeah, but we, we wanted to use the same name. I said, well, it's, 
it's normal, it's common name. It's trans, come from trans-Iberican, trans-everything. And Pyrenees is the main name. Um, we register the name. We already registered it in that moment and say, well, if you want, use it. But uh, it's our name. <laughs> if they want to use it, it's fine. But it's confusing and I think it's not the best idea. They are bigger than us and every people, as you ask us, why you use the same name? Well, we don't use the same name. They use the it's same the name. It's the other way around. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And at the end, it's fine because it's not in the same age of the year and it's, there are calls and, and routes to do whatever you want. So for, for us, it's not, a big, it's not a big deal or a big problem. But uh, yes, it's, it's a bit confusing because... Last year, two riders signed up uh, to our race, thinking was the other race, and <laughs> get confusing when this is not the last one. No. Okay. 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 Yeah. That's yeah. That's really just because it was probably I need to to ask them as well at a certain point. Yeah. yeah please. But I remember last. Do it. <laughs> I will. I will for sure. I will actually. I already interviewed Anna last year. I remember probably before it was going live, uh, the thing, but for sure, probably I can actually maybe ask her to be back on the podcast or I don't know, Rory or whoever, in order for me to clarify that, because I can completely understand that this was, everybody knows that, that this was uh, an idea, a previous idea of Mike. And uh, I am not a dot watcher because I get bored on that. I prefer to watch videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. But when I've seen something like at a certain point while your Trans-Pyrenees was going live and I was saying, okay, Trans-Pyrenees is live. And I was thinking, what the hell? It was supposed to be in October. And then I checked everything. I checked the website. I said, this website is different. And then I was really confused. And then I understood that actually the Trans-Pyrenees trans -Pyrenees that you are doing is Trans-Pyrenees all in one word. For them, it's Trans-Pyrenees in two words. And then I made some research and then I came out with that. But well... Yeah. Um, just another thing, last thing about um, organizations and stuff. And so you started with one race, and it was the Trans Iberica. Then it was Trans Pyrenees. Then it's Badlands for 2020. What's in? What's cooking for next year? That. What's about 2021? If well, you can tell me something. Yeah. If you want, you can also tell me. Let's talk again next year. I'm gonna tell you next year as yeah, you want. That, that's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. We. we yeah. <laughs> we let's see what happens. We are cooking more things. Uh, we love uh, the idea of do something out of the season because we have Spain is big and the pseudo Spain is really good in winter to ride in winter. So may we are thinking firstly do something out of season, be the first rise in, in the in the year or something like that, and also. As we are uh, checking Badlands is is working well and we have more ideas, do something else with gravel. So we have the in, on, on the oven we have another extra gravel and another route in in the south of Spain. But uh, let's see who works this year and and probably in, along the year we. <laughs> We will publish uh, something for the next. Okay, just promise me that when something else will come out, you will be back on my podcast. Yeah, depends <laughs> on you, but yes, for sure. <laughs> Perfect. Just let me know. I'm going to make it happen. I'm asking you so we can do it. Perfect. I want to ask you another couple of personal questions and then uh, probably I can let you free. The first one is that you mentioned that you are a, an engineer. So that's your daily occupation. You organize... Three races now, 
and you are also planning something new. You ride your bicycle because you are an ultra cyclist. We mentioned already a lot of rides that and, and races that you do. What the hell? How do you find the time? Well, uh, first of all, I am an engineer, but I don't work as an engineer. Not okay. Full time because it's not possible. So I choose uh, work uh, in the world of bikes. So I, when I was in UK working, I was working like uh, in a workshop, not as an engineer. So actually, I, I do something like engineer, but uh, collaborations with brands for uh, technical technical things. Yeah. So it's re- really little things that I work as engineer or sign up or something because uh, it's not possible. So my all my friends that uh, from the university are working, they spend 10 hours a day and they don't have even time for riding or training. So it's impossible to organize or to travel or to have free time to do what you like. So first of all, this and uh, and yeah, the second uh, because uh, I when you love something that you do, uh, you have time for for do it uh, 24 hours per day. So at the end, well, maybe David is not here now. Uh, can can say the same, but. Um, you are answering emails at 11, at 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, you work uh, every day. So uh, it's something that uh, probably the writers notice when when we reply one per one all the emails and when they pay, made a payment or the sign up or send, a, send us an email asking about uh, questions, we try to answer as soon as possible and I think we are uh, sooner than others, and we are uh, just uh, David and me. So when you do something that you really like and you are into the and into it, uh, I think it works better. And I think the the people and the writers uh, can can notice, no, that we we do we do it uh, with love, and um, was we we try to do the page and the website. Carefully and put uh, no a big effort in the in the details. So it's why uh, I don't have uh, too much money for spending bicycles. No, I don't have a really good one, but uh, I am happy with the, the 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 ones I have. I am happy traveling as I am I do, and so it's it's was a big uh, a big. Uh, a big thing, no? When you need to choose about uh, a good job or uh, do something that you want, and well, I, I did uh, this this chance, and David now is thinking about it. But uh, obviously, we need to to get, to get more incomes or more partners to to work in something that you want, because when you do something for free, you can do it so many years, but not forever, and it's not easy, no? And that sometimes happens, or you need to have a really easy job and get a lot of uh, time for free or you need the superman or <laughs> i completely see your point yeah you were talking about then now races a couple of races a year and goals which one is the goal and which one are the races that you're going to do this year well this year i am into into gravel as you said that is the is the future is the is the thing it's we the are thing. all into gravel yeah, now so <laughs> For me, this year is all about gravel. So my idea is to go to Alp, uh, Atlas uh, mountain race. Okay, we're going to meet there then. That's amazing. <laughs> so I am flying on 12th of February to do the race. It's on 15th, I think. And yeah. uh, yes, uh, this is my first goal. 
and then Italy Dubai because it's uh, on the same part of the season. And and then for enjoy to enjoy um, Torino Niza I, I get in. If not, I will do it for for free or for my own in in September. I want to enjoy something else, but not a race. So maybe. Maybe in September do some trips, if not, because I, I still enjoy traveling. So my goals for the moment are Atlas and Italy Dubai and something else in, in August or September, a, a kind of trip or something in gravel. Okay, perfect. Then this year is going to be the gravel. So you're, you are training mostly on gravel rides now? Well, not really, because I really <laughs> know and... And here we don't have uh, too much gravel, so I do some gravel, but it's mostly mud, and uh, oof, I'm a bit scared. So I'm using the gravel in road bike, in in road. Uh, so it's it's not bad, but uh, I am not into gravel too much. So my idea is to go now and ne next uh, week to Valencia, and because I need to work there, and uh, I will ride my gravel in dry conditions because here even if it's not raining right now we have a lot of humidity and all the forests are full of mud so it's a bit disgusting when you train in something that you are not riding into because i think in morocco there are not too many too, too many rain or let's see but hopefully i truly if rain in atlas i think we, mm. we will let all so yeah, we're going to have fun if it's going to rain all the time. Hopefully not. Let's see. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. No, no, it's not fun. It's not fun raining in Morocco. I told you it's no. not fun. No, no. I don't want to. Perfect. Perfect. Um, just, Carlos, the last thing, really. Just tell us where people can find yourself, your races and everything. If still the subscription for the races are open, tell us everything about that. Yes. All the information is in uh, transiberica.cc. Is the main okay. website and all the events are in there so you can get uh, into the races you can check also the past uh, races because there are like a, a little summary so you can uh, get the history of the of the website and the of the of the transiberica so if you enter in transiberica.cc you can see transiberica badlands and transpirenes and in the future if we do something else or something else so all the information is there with the great photos all the checkpoints all the information you can get it you can sign up on the website as well and or send us an email or whatever perfect and yeah and i am carlos mazon and i had a abandoned a website it's a bitiosona it's in basque.com but like carlos mazon you can find me on well, all the instagram facebook whatever <laughs> perfect so we can see some of your amazing pictures all right let's see let's see perfect well carlos it was really great 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 pleasure to have this talk with you today well the pleasure is mine perfect <laughs> and we are gonna talk soon and we are gonna actually meet in i would say now six weeks i would say i would say five six weeks yeah, so sure. i will see you later in morocco at least <laughs> yeah <laughs> So see you then. Perfect. Bye. Ciao, ciao, Carlos. Ciao. Bye. And yeah, thanks a lot, Carlos, for having been here on the podcast talking with us about, yes, everything related to your racing gear, how it's going to be, and organizer ear, how it's going to be pretty, pretty happy and inspiring as usual. Well, uh, 
nothing else to say than uh, yes let's put it here something like thanks a lot for listening to it and thanks a lot open and andy kessler for the support and uh, if you want to know a bit more about uh, probably this is something that i've never told you uh, if you go to my blog calamaro.cc you're gonna see all the story of the open up how it was built it's a story written by andrea my really good friend andrea who helped me on assembling uh, the bike and uh, also on uh, giving me the best tips for the best parts and uh, yeah everything the parts and the small elements to put together to have the perfect ride is there go to calamaro cc is the first story in the big image click on it and read it and write a comment there and then you're gonna have all the info on uh, how the bicycle is built and i'm still looking a bit for a new handlebar i think but i will let you know soon if i'm gonna have some changes there on the bike uh, talking about support if you really want to support me on this adventure as usual i really 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 ask you to go to itunes or apple Podcasts, subscribe rate and comment on the podcast this is the only way that i can really climb the charts and let a lot of people listen to this podcast if you're gonna do it i will really really be grateful to you a lot that said stay tuned for the next episode next week and while drinking my cappuccino will tell you have a nice day and talk to you soon bye